We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be with you tonight. Hope everybody uh, is doing well. Uh, Tonight's episode, my guest will be Jeremiah, who is a big, big Liberty supporter. I really, really appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, looking into... uh, Liberty Athletics, uh, just um, just like a quick, what would you just give a little quick background? I guess you could say a quick background. Um, so yeah, so Liberty's kind of a kind of a young school. We were founded in 1971, and uh, a lot of our athletics began as like D two, D three. Um, so in the last you know fifteen, twenty ish years or so. Um, they've come up to, like, the D1 programs. Um, our football team just randomly um, – sorry. Our football team uh, recently came up from the FCS ranks to the FBS ranks. And so that was back in 2018. And the last – let's see, last last few years we've been dominating basketball. Um, head coach Richie, Richie McKay has been doing great things with the basketball program. And as you can see, as we were talking about earlier, baseball is you know, number 21 in the nation now. So, Liberty's coming up in the uh, sports realm, that's for sure. Absolutely. And and I think Liberty is kind of a a school that at least maybe 10 years ago, a lot of people hadn't even heard of, for one. Um, but, but the sports have really, really put on the school and uh, – one thing that is that's big for liberty is the resources and just like the endowments huge and just uh, mm-hmm. uh a lot of people might not know the religious affiliations behind liberty and just how how important that is to the school right what 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 do you think uh makes or what do you think drives the resources so much at the university? Um, like you were saying, it's like, you know, um, donors. Um, we have a lot of great donors. Um, you know, a lot of alumni who have um, given a lot of their lives and a lot of their, you know, money, um, time and effort. You know, obviously you have the people back in the 70s and early 70s who were with uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. Um, pouring into and praying over um, the foundation of the school and like what it will become. And as we're seeing is we're seeing it coming coming into uh, fruition today. Um, but yeah, just a lot of people were heavily invested into the school, um, whether it's monetarily, um, whether it's with their time, um, or if it's just you know just like me, you know, a very supportive alumni, you know, all over social media and um, you know just sharing sharing uh, the news about everything going on in the sports realm and all that. So absolutely, and and I I've known liberty a little bit because i through my church and previous churches 
we've we've known my family and I have known some people that have went to Liberty and uh, mm-hmm. just like you said with the religious affiliations and just how big of a deal it is to the school and everything and one one thing that really uh, that really draws me to Liberty not just of course the religious aspect but the facilities just from what I've seen in pictures and videos are second to none oh yeah Absolutely. Like, we could definitely, we easily rival, you know, the big schools around us. You know, we have Virginia Tech, we have UVA. Um, you know, even thinking about some of the SEC schools, like, we've had a lot of transfers lately from SEC schools coming in and being like, oh, yeah, you guys have nicer facilities than we do, or, like, they're just as good as the ones in the SEC and things of that nature. So, like, yeah, we've got plenty of, of great facilities and um, the budget to uh, pour into those facilities, and it brings in a lot of recruits, which is great. Absolutely, and that kind of leads me into like, like I've I told you and my listeners know that my my goal through my podcast and and my journey is to attend a game at all all the FBS home venues, and I know Williams Stadium is about to receive event a renovation. It is. It is. Yeah, I've seen it was pictures. One of the, for it. Uh, it was one of the topics that I had actually put uh, on my list to talk about as well. Um, I personally couldn't go into a whole whole lot of details, um, like the numbers and the logistics of it. But I mean, we're getting a, a lot more seating. Um, if you're familiar with the stadium, the uh, Grassy Hill, uh, I believe that's going to be um, renovated to some seating, and then they're going to have like some. Um, Kind of like boxes, but like they're going to be like closer to the field. They're going to be like amongst the fans, basically, kind of like up on the ledge, I believe. They go around like the walkway. Um, so yeah, that's like the big part of the, uh, the renovations, just expanding capacity for the field, um, having more people um, able to attend, and being able to um, have that just maximum capacity available to move into the uh, move into Conference USA in the future and. Uh, Hopefully going upward from there. Absolutely. I mean, it just of course, being able to get more fans into the into the venue is a, is a big deal for the program and the university. But the, moving into Conference USA now, what? How is that move being taken for you personally and for Liberty fans as a whole? I would say. Yeah. So me personally, I'm loving the move. Um, Despite what you want to say about this Conference USA, you know, there's a lot of teams that are, you know, might be leaving, a lot of teams that are coming in. There's a whole lot up in the air about that. But being able to go into a conference is going to be huge for us, in my opinion, because the main thing, obviously, is uh, the bowl tie-ins. That's, like, our biggest thing, in my opinion, going forward with the USA is just having that bowl, that bowl tie-in. Um, and for the most part, the fan base, I believe, is pretty happy with this move as well for the same reasons. And, uh, you know, um, obviously recruiting is going to be hopefully doing better as well. Instead of just having, like, a uh, independent, you're going to have a nice brand to go along with it um, to compete for conference championships and things of that nature. It's going to be huge. Um, there are some people in the fan base who are a little skeptical of it because they kind of thought that we kind of got gypped by some other conferences, you know, here and there, you know, political beliefs or religious beliefs, whatever you have whatever you have it, um, some of us thought, you know, we could have gone to a better conference, but, I mean, I think overall the fan base is loving it, so. 
that's good to hear. I mean, I, I'm also a fan of it. I think, like you said, number one, having that bowl tie-in is just going to help you guys tremendously. And then being able to compete for a conference championship is huge too. And I, I, I personally think that Conference USA is going to turn into one of the better college basketball conferences. It's going to be – Oh, yes. I think it's going to be oh, pretty yes. darn good when it comes to – week in week out who you got to go against and and, and and it's going to be better in football than what people think it is too I mean I know a lot of people have been pretty harsh on Conference USA and, and everything but I I believe it's going to be better than what people think I agree I agree and I'm definitely I'm, I think basketball is probably the biggest for me personally moving into it um, just having those like bigger competitors like I was just on Twitter before coming on with you and I saw like MTSU had a big win. Um, so seeing like MTSU, and then I'm personally I'm out in the Nashville area now myself. I recently moved out of here about nine months ago, so that's another like conference foe that I'll be able to travel to and see us play. So I mean, it'll be nice to have like a local team to like go to and watch that as well. Absolutely, that that makes it great for you with it being Murfreesboro isn't far away at all. So that that right. that makes it makes it great for you and how would i think one of the big things with liberty football in particular is just kind of how quickly they've risen through the ranks like as soon as as soon as they joined the fbs level they were very very successful and i think that has a lot to do with they've had good coaches that have led the program in the right way and absolutely the, the transfer portal has really really helped as well Mm-hmm. And then the resources and everything, but what? How can you speak to the quick rise of the program? Oh uh, man, um, I mean, obviously coming up from the FCS ranks, um, we had Coach Turner Gill, who um, led us well in the FCS ranks. Um, we were consistently, um, we had consistent winning records. Um, we were in the top twenty-five for the FCS um, for several years um, in the past. Um, made the FCS uh, playoffs back in 2014, it was. And uh, we beat JMU that year on their own turf. And then, excuse me, and then uh, we went to Villanova, and I actually went to that game as well. Went up to Pennsylvania, went to Villanova, and unfortunately we lost that game. But, I mean, that was just kind of like it was at the beginning of, like, hey, we're becoming pretty relevant. Like, we have a lot of of future coming up. We We get a good future coming up. Um, so just having that, um, last run in the FCS, <clears throat> excuse me, and then, um, we got Coach Freeze now, Coach, Coach Hugh Freeze, um, obviously a great SEC coach in the past, he's beat Nick Saban in the past, um, and he's done great since taking over as the head coach, um, he's bringing in phenomenal recruits, transfer portal was going crazy, he's on fire, I'm loving it. Um, and he's just bringing a great culture as well. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot to do with you know just the great men we've had, um, great men we've had at the uh, the helm last last few years. You know, mm-hmm, absolutely. And <clears throat> like like you said, I mean, having great coaches and a great culture is the key <clears throat> to building to building a good program. And Liberty has definitely done that. I. I, I got to ask about that JMU game because I, I recently I've uh, 
gathered a lot of JMU followers. Is is there is there a rivalry between Liberty and JMU? Um, yes, yes, there is. I would say uh, I don't really want to get into don't really want to get into the bulk of it. Um, I mean, yeah, there's just a little bit of a rivalry. Um, I don't know how to how to talk about it without getting too in depth, but yeah, it was just just, just some uh, comments thrown uh, both ways. Um, but there's some people obviously that have respect for one another, but I mean. It's kind of like an in-state, they don't kind of like you kind of thing. But, right, right. But, yeah, um, I I have a lot of friends who went to JMU. I know a lot of good people went to JMU. Um, I love I love the football rivalry, and I love like, all, the, all the other rivalries we have with them. Uh, anytime we play them, it's a good in-state rivalry. Um, and they've got really a really good program um, in a lot of their sports, so they're always a great competitor. So. That, that leads to like your big South days and just the dominance that Liberty had at the FCS level in the big South and mm-hmm. just how they rattled off so many conference mm-hmm. titles in a row. just pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. What obviously it led to their rise into FBS level, but what, what do you think made them such a success at the FCS level in that conference? Um, it's a good question actually. Um, like I said, like it's just, we had a really good culture there. Um, Coach Gill was doing great, uh, great things. He also came in uh, his first year was my freshman year at Liberty in 2012. He came in and did great things, and even before him, um, we had uh, Coach Rocco, who I believe is at Delaware now. Um, but, you know, he came in. He created a really good, um, really good um, atmosphere of winning. You know, great players. You know, trying to keep that you know biblical atmosphere. Um, yeah, so just a lot of a lot a lot of a lot of it has just gone into making the previous years, just having the right people there, and yeah, so. And then currently, like we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but the transfer portal has been such a huge thing for Liberty and what they've been able to build at the FBS level. Just being able to get the likes of Malik Willis, and now you, now you guys got. Uh, Charlie Brewer coming in from Utah, just uh, and, and so many other positions too. It's not just the quarterback position, but right. What what do you think draws guys from the transfer portal to Liberty? Um. Well, right now, I right now I'm just gonna have to say it's probably for the most part, at least, uh, Coach Freeze and his staff. Um, and as I said, I have to give a lot of um, props to Coach Freeze. Um, you know, coming out of the SEC, he obviously knows what he's doing. He's bringing in a lot of Auburn transfers, you know, like Malik Willis. And you got Dre Butler coming in. He's a D lineman coming from uh, Auburn. And uh, there's one other guy that transferred, I think it was last year. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he was also from Auburn. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of, like, good SEC and uh, just FBS guys come in. And um, just uh, – yeah, just looking at um, the coaching staff he's bringing in, like, he just brought in a guy, I forget which, which position coach he was, but he he's bringing in guys from the, the NFL, he's bringing in guys from um, other, like, big um, FPS programs, and it's paying off. Um, we got a lot of guys wanting to come in here and play, and uh, 
like we were talking about earlier, the facilities are a huge step up as well. Um, I think the facilities have a huge uh, part of it as well. Um, so there's, a, there's a lot of factors on that. Um, I honestly don't know everything about it, but I mean, there's a lot of factors you can't actually get into. Right, right, absolutely, and I and I. I definitely want to talk about probably the biggest impact transfer from the portal being Malik Willis. And I, I have become a huge, huge fan of his just for him as a player. I mean, he's fantastic as a football player. He's got a great arm. He can make every throw. He He's obviously super, super gifted running the ball as well. But just listening to him speak as well is what draws me to him. He's just a he's just a great person. And, and, uh, like at the senior bowl, he, he was being interviewed and just for him to, to make sure he gives all the glory to God for everything that he does on the field. And, and it, it just, I am a diehard Detroit lions fan and we <laughs> probably need a quarterback. So if we drafted yep. Malik Willis, I would be excited, but yeah. Can you kind no, of speak one of the about top him? Teams looking at him? I think absolutely. Yep. Things between you Dahl, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta, or something like that. We we could use them, <laughs> but like, how how big of a deal has he been for the program? Oh man, I can't even do that justice. Let me just put that out there. I cannot do it justice. Um, everything that he's done for this program. Um, I mean, obviously the most probably the most talented uh, athlete we've had in the program in the football program. Um, you know, just having that like dual threat, like genuinely dual threat quarterback, just being able to drop back in the pocket, and, you know, launch a great spiral down the field, or you know, quickly get out of trouble, and, you know, dodge, you know, nine out of the eleven guys in the field, and then run for six, you know, forty yards down the field. Um, he's just been electric, and he's just, and as you were saying, um, he's a great person off the field as well. He's, Great, he's a great person. So I mean, his leadership skills have definitely played a part in it as well. He's there's a lot of aspects to go into that as well. Um, but it's been great to have him. The, the fan base absolutely loves him, and we all cannot wait to see where he goes. Um, a lot of us obviously have our opinions and our fandoms in the NFL, but regardless of where he's going to go, I know that the whole all of Flames Nation is going to be rooting him on. And. And it's got to be really cool for a program such as Liberty to have somebody like that who's probably going to be a top-level first-round pick. Oh, yeah. That's probably – yeah, that's, that's going to be huge for us because um, I believe we've had one first round in the past. I don't remember exactly the number. Um, I think we've had one. We've had a few guys go in the draft as well, but, I mean – I think we only have like twenty something guys who've been in the NFL draft, but to have Malik, you know, projected to be possibly the first quarterback off the chart, off the uh, off the board. I don't know if that's true or not, but possibility. Um, but just having him in the first round, the early first round is going to be huge uh, to put um, Liberty football on the map. And uh, and again, that'll be another aspect of bringing in more guys, bringing in more recruits that we need to. Uh, better the program and uh, keep building. If it were up to me, he would be the first quarterback off the board. I just think, I think his game translates so much to the next level, just of what, mm -hmm. what the NFL has turned into, but mm -hmm. he just, 
I mean, he's big, strong, fast, can make all the oh. throws. I mean, it, he just, it just seems like a no-brainer to me. But I don't get paid. Oh. I don't get paid those big bucks to make those decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I know how much that their livelihood is riding on that, so I know they gotta get it right. But to me, just looking, giving it the eye test, I think it's just a no-brainer. Of course, yeah. No, whoever is going to get whoever gets Malik Willis is going to get a stud, and uh, um, whether that's going to be translated immediately onto the field or whether he has to sit behind another another great athlete in front of him, I think he's going to have a great career. One hundred percent, and he he came in in twenty nineteen, correct? Twenty nineteen, yes, he did. Okay, came in twenty nineteen. Um, had to sit. And then he played the last two seasons. So he was part of the past two bowl wins. And then the first one, you guys are 3-0 and in bowl games, undefeated uh, since moving up to the FBS level. That's that's a big deal. That's huge, yeah. It's been great. Um, I was actually able to be um, present in Florida, in Orlando, at the first ever um, Liberty Bowl game. And that was just a great experience. And then, uh, unfortunately, I missed last season because of all the COVID issues and everything. But we beat Coastal, which was amazing because Coastal is our old FCS rival. And we always love to hashtag beat Coastal. I, and then, I, I, I will just throw out there that I have become a big Coastal fan because of connections that I have to the program okay. in there. But yeah. But as you know, I am a fan of, of everybody. I did just just love football, love college football. But of course, I remember watching that game and just the Coastal Liberty game, and just it was first off it was a great game. Two it was. two teams that definitely deserve to be playing in much bigger bowl games. Oh, I agree. Uh, um, and Malik Willis played fantastic in that game, mm-hmm. as, as he does in almost every game. But nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And I, I going back to Malik. I, I think one of the things that a lot of people get caught up on is playing at a lower level of the FBS. But people don't realize you guys have played a handful of SEC teams, hand, handful of Power Five teams, and he's done more than hold his own against those teams. Oh yeah, I was actually um, also in attendance for um, this past season's game at Old Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to. Uh, travel down to uh, Oxford and uh, be president of that game, which was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. I've, I cannot wait to make that journey to Oxford, but I, oh, yeah. I, I've heard that it's amazing. And he, he, uh, he played great that game as well. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely, uh, we, we had a little bit of struggles in the first half, which honestly that, that really shot us in the foot. Um, if we played the first half of who been the second half, we probably could have upset them. Because we played the lights out in the second half. It was it was incredible. But just to see them battle and fight back into the game like they did, that was just – it was it was great to see. Is there anything else that you'd like to discuss about Liberty and the football program before I get into my last couple closing things? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um – there was some. There was like one or two things that I had uh, a friend ask, but I can't find what it was off the top of my head. So I don't want to take up too much time. So I'll just pass. All right. Uh, 
I got to ask you about uh, Richie McKay and the basketball program a little bit. My listeners know, and like I told you, I'm, I'm a former college basketball coach, and I'm a right. big I'm a big fan of Richie McKay and how he runs that program and how well he's done with the with the basketball program there. And I, I know you guys as fans have to be thrilled. Oh yeah, like all all of our fan base, we absolutely love head coach Richie McKay. He's done phenomenal things on the court and off the court. Um, I've had the um, opportunity to speak with him personally like a few times, um, and he's just an amazing person in general. And then obviously you can see it, um, all the talent he's bringing in and all the success that he's brought to the program the last few years, um, going to uh, three straight NCAA tournaments, hopefully four. You guys got a shot, that's for sure. We do, we do, we do. We got our uh, tournament coming up, our ASUN tournament coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to play strong. Absolutely. The conference has gotten better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have to give a lot of props to the conference. Like Jacksonville State coming in, they came in, they, they beat us on our own court, first time ever playing them. Um, we just lost to FGCU, who, I mean, obviously, you know, Dunk City, yeah. they used to be a crazy powerhouse, and they've definitely come up the last few years. Um, they're playing great. Um, well, North Florida's done pretty well too. They beat us one time, so I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good teams that can make a run. Um, but I mean, I've seen it before where we will, you know, struggle against a certain team in the regular season, and then come tournament we got their number. So I have faith in this team. And Richie McKay will have them ready to go. That is for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Then the the last thing I got to conclude with for Liberty is just. Just released today, there's a video out uh, from the baseball program revealing their uh, jerseys. And just (laughs) first off, anybody who hasn't seen it, you need to see this. It it, it is so well done, and you will have a a good laugh out of it. And obviously, your your baseball program is coming off of a great weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, Took two out of three, took the series against number nine ranked Florida. And then shortly after, we got ranked, uh, we're at number 21 in the nation right now. And then we just won 12-2, to 2. Uh, I think it was today, we won 12-2 to 2 over, who was it? Oh, man. That's not coming to me right now. We won 12-2, it's all I remember. <laughs> hey, that's all, um, that's all that matters. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I, I love, I'm loving that. Uh, that video, um, it's going viral. It's like I think it's got like last time I checked, it was at 1.2 million views already. Um, I've seen so many Twitter, um, Twitter profiles sharing it. Um, I've seen it on Facebook a little bit, um, and everybody's loving it. Um, and I'm loving it because um, I've been a huge like baby blue fan. Um, it's not one of our main colors. It's a, it's not very well known actually amongst our fan base either. That baby blue is technically one of our colors. So that's caused that's caused a little bit of a, a little bit of tension in the fan base, but I mean overall, I think that these jerseys are um, very welcomed. So I was just gonna say that I I think those jerseys are amazing. They they look yeah. great, and and now that you say that on Twitter, I I have seen a little bit of back and forth with some people on Twitter about the jersey colors, which is kind of which I thought was interesting because right. I mean I think the baby blue looks great. Yeah. But it's just an interesting thing. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> right? But 
again, man, thank you so much for joining me tonight. And uh, really, really appreciate you jumping on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been nice uh, getting to know some of the um, other podcasters. And this is my third one recently. So picking up a little speed, being able to uh, represent Flames Nation. Um, I'm not the most articulate speaker, but I appreciate all the uh, all the invites on here. So thank you for having me on here. Absolutely. And I, I want to close the show tonight by uh, just just saying, folks, if you believe in prayer, please pray for the leaders in our in our world and everything that's going on um, between Russia and Ukraine and just our leaders here at home as well. Just pray for them and their decision making, whatever your political views may be. We can all set that aside and just pray that these men and women make uh, the right decisions in a in a godly manner. And uh, yes, and that's just my two cents about that. But again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Have a good night. God bless.